<laughs> all right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if this thing would freaking load all the way, all right, today's not the day to fuck me, Zoom, all right? You're listening to an episode of The Sports Cave. This is an episode where one of us is dying and the other one is running off of seven hours of sleep. Um, For the weekend, seven hours of sleep would actually be a pretty good amount of sleep to have in one night. This this could go haywire. This could go haywire, especially with uh, some of the results for our football teams. My hair looks terrible. Yeah, this is Robbie talking. Zach's going to do most of the talking today because I am dying. Robbie's feeling a little bit under the weather, folks. Um, I'm coming off a uh, what I would only be described as a cottage bender weekend. So, you know, this this might be a uh, I'm not going to say low energy episode because we're still going to bring up the greatest fans in the world. Mr. Bob, Mr. Bob, we can never, we can never, uh, never count you out. Never count him out for sure. This man is on point every day, every show with making sure he's here on time. Thanks, Dad. I can write, Bob. Supporter number Uh, one. Rob is cheers his orange juice. For those of you who are dying slowly, painfully every single day, this OJ is for you. Cheers. Little glass of the Simpson there, folks. My question for you: Do you have a preference? Do you have a preference for orange juice, Zachary? No pulp. No pulp yeah. for sure. Pulp is absolutely disgusting. Ooh, Bob's already diving into you. What do you say? He said you. He would be feeling like shit too if you. Uh, if he. Oh, give me Thursday. I can't wait for Thursday when I can actually. Zach, I'm sorry. I'm going to save a small rant for today, but on Thursday, I'm going super hard on these Cowboys fans because I will have the freedom. I will have the absolute freedom. Well, they do have a tough game. They do have a tough game coming up. You know what I'm going to say? You know what I'm going to say? The last time the Cowboys won a Super Bowl, your hairline was somewhat respectable. That's what I'm going to say. How does that sound? All right. Six rings, buddy. Don't forget that. Six of them. I've seen more rings in my lifetime than you have, as a matter of fact. You're, you're nearly twice my age there, father. Wow, this is... And it took me... I think we're seeing a domestic years. here happening live on the show, folks. And that goes for that goes for my father, that goes for Joey, that goes for Isaiah, that goes for an old co-worker, Paul, that goes for every Cowboys fan that I know. You disgust me. You're the most disgusting fan oh base in all sports. Oh, my goodness gracious. And when they lose, are you only saying this because they fucking mollywopped you guys? I'm saying this because I talked. I didn't even talk to Dad about the game whatsoever. I talked zero smack the whole way, zero smack. And then I got Isaiah. How about them Cowboys and Joey? Yup, yup. Okay, yeah, but do you understand? Look at it the other way. If the Cowboys were up by a big, or uh, the Patriots were up by a big margin, the Cowboys, you would be fucking messaging all of them, doing the exact same shit. Are you sure about that? I am a hundred percent sure about that because I know you. Because did I talk any smack when we beat you when we beat you guys in your own home turf again? Yeah, it's a bit of a different situation, you know. All right, because let me tell you something. I get that the Yankees stand. You can't. You have no. Yeah, exactly. I said this is his house. The Yankees are eight and two since then. Well, you you but you also had no backbone to stand him and to talk smack about that because the Yankees are not in the playoffs, whereas the Blue Jays are in the playoffs. But That's hey, at long. least you guys finished with an above 500 record. 31 straight years. Well, what an accomplishment. Now, why don't we get into some football? I can't wait to really like let it ran out on Thursday. I can't. Well, yeah, they do have a they they have a tough one. 
Um, but we'll go through some of the games. Uh, I guess we might as well start off with the Dallas and New England because that was uh, what we we're talking about right there. I think we both called this one, Robbie. Uh, maybe not this much. Uh, well, hey, Alec Manoa is still fat and ugly, but at least his team's in the playoffs, Bob. At least his team's in the playoffs. Back to football. Sorry, I had to get that one. Uh, clap Fair. back there. Dallas 38, New England 3. Dallas coming off that embarrassing loss to the Arizona Cardinals, which nobody saw coming last weekend. I think we kind of saw them. We saw this one kind of coming. Like I think we all knew Dallas was going to come out strong, come out hard. Pause. I, I don't know if we saw a 38-3 to game, 35-point spread, but I didn't watch too much of this game, Robbie, so I'm sure you probably watched a little bit more. You might be able to elaborate more on what went wrong for the Patriots, what went right for the Cowboys. As he grabs a tissue. Fucking nose sounds like a trumpet. Yep. Yeah, yep. this one might be a shorter one tonight, folks. I'm dying. I didn't go to work today. I knew I would literally be terrible at work today with what is in there. Uh, I'm watching that game. Mac Jones was absolutely terrible. Atrocious. The game planning offensively was absolutely terrible as well. Ramondre Stevenson hasn't been the same since last year. They didn't give Zeke enough touches against his former team. And his first touch went for like 12, 13 yards. He barely touched a ball after that. Too many three tight end formation sets for someone as smart as Dan Quinn. That's not going to work all the time. Mac Jones trying to throw the ball across the field twice. One time he was lucky enough. It worked. The second time, intercepted. Defense, you lost, the second they lost Christian Gonzalez is when the Cowboys start opening it up. Because the, the Patriots are down to the fourth and fifth corners. They have no now they have no Christian Gonzalez, no Marcus Jones, no Jack Jones. Now they're without Matthew Judon. And the unfortunate thing is, according to a lot of sources, Judon's probably done for the torn biceps. Well, so that's that's, that's, lost, that's a bad news right there. You lost your two best players in one game against the Cowboys and Christian Gonzalez and Matthew Judon. It is October 2nd, 2023. The New England Patriots season is officially dead. The season's over. There's no looking back. And not for nothing, I'm just done with Mac Jones. I'm just done with trying to make as many excuses for him as possible. Can't do it anymore. Cannot do it. I'm almost... can't find the jersey, but when I find I'm probably going to light it on fire. Because wow. he is an absolutely ass. Last year, you had all the excuses to work with. And I know that the Patriots normally start terrible in September. There's no time for patience in the AFC East. There's none. Not for nothing. Zach Wilson almost had an amazing victory against the Kansas City. He, and he actually looked pretty good that game. We have to give him credit. Mac Jones has looked one of the, that game at least, one of the worst quarterbacks in football. After having a pretty good game against the Dolphins and the Eagles, he, he looked terrible against the Jets. Terrible against the Cowboys. There's no going forward from here. They brought in Juju Smith-Schuster, who's had zero impact on the team. The The only good thing they got receiving-wise is Hunter Henry, which we knew we were going to have, but damn it, like you should have went all in for DeAndre Hopkins. I understand he hasn't looked that good with Tennessee, but not for nothing. Has Tennessee looked good whatsoever? No. Well, they looked pretty good uh, yesterday. We'll get into that afterwards. You know what I mean? I mean, I just want to look at... Uh, I want to see if I can load up the. I see uh, Bob. Bob's asking here if you are if you were New England, would you uh, would you look at maybe making a Jonathan Taylor trade? I think that would. I don't know if that's like a position that they they really need to fur up. Like their running backs really aren't bad. 
They need a quarterback. I think you are right. They're, they're quarterbacks that you and I mean, there's some that are going to be available. They're, they're a quarterback away. Jonathan Taylor's not going to help the cause. What, what is he going to help with? I wouldn't say they're a quarterback away. Quarterback just, away. They still, they still need some pieces, but. Let's say Judon and Christian Gonzalez are healthy. Okay. Jack Jones. Yeah, but but even like back. you said, who's the receiving core? Juju Smith-Schuster? But if you have a really good quarterback, if you have someone like Matthew Stafford or Kirk Cousins with Juju, with Kendrick Bourne, with Demario Douglas, with Devontae Parker, not for nothing, last year they would throw the ball up to Devontae Parker one-on-one, 30, 40 yards, and he'd go up and get it. That hasn't happened once this year. I don't think they trust Mac Jones' arm. They don't trust his arm to throw the ball deep, and not for nothing. I've seen it for three weeks prior to this Cowboys game. He can't. You you know what got me thinking, Zach? This really got me thinking. When you look at some of the best quarterbacks in football, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, think about the colleges they went to. I'm excluding Joe Burrow, obviously. Think of the colleges they went to. Patrick Mahomes went to Texas Tech. Could you name a wide receiver for Texas Tech? <laughs> no, I couldn't tell you. How about Lamar Lamar Jackson for Louisville? You couldn't. How about Josh Allen with Wyoming? You couldn't. So what happens? Patrick Mahomes gets Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey when he comes in. Amazing. The Bills, second year Josh Allen. They trade for Stephon Diggs. He's amazing. Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, Hollywood Brown. He's amazing. Mac Jones hasn't had that elite caliber receiver. Dak Jones, another example. Mississippi State. No receiver to throw for Mississippi State. Then when he comes in, he's got Des Bryant. You know what I mean? Like the inability, like when you're Mac Jones, I would love to know what his receivers were his time at Alabama. I'm going to guess that Judy was there. Let's look it up. Yeah, I guess he had an elite, elite receiving, receiving core. court with Alabama. And Ploof does make a good point. Doesn't change Alabama the fact that Mac cannot throw. He can't. I, I understand, but like that's why he had the wide receivers. Let's look at the 2020 Alabama roster. It's going to take some time here, folks. I'm just curious because I get because there was that maybe Henry Ruggs was on the team as well. Yeah, we, I wonder how he's doing. <laughs> he's behind bars in prison. You might join him one day, Zach. I don't think so. I don't plan on drunk driving my car and murdering somebody Pat with Sir, it. Pat Sertain was on the team. Brian Robinson, the guy who got shot, was on the team. Devontae Smith was on the team. Jalen Waddle on that team, too? Uh, don't think Jalen Waddle was on that team, no. I think, did Jalen Waddle go to Alabama? I thought he went to LSU. Oh, maybe it was LSU. Oh, yeah, you're right. Here's Jalen Waddle. Oh, yeah, I thought he was on the yeah. app. Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith. Yeah, because I remember the... the um, Najee I, Harris. Oh, they had a stack team. You know what I mean? So when you go from all that to what he's got now... Yeah, it's definitely, uh, I mean, kind of had it made for him in Alabama with that receiving core. I think I could fucking, I could throw some dimes up and be a goddamn five-star quarterback if that was my receiving core. I know. I give up on Mac Jones. Done with it. <laughs> well, then we will move on. We will move on, and I might as well just get my little uh, shithole team out of the way here, too. Me and Robbie both going through it. Uh, the Cleveland Browns got absolutely thumpered. I, for some reason, that game is not popping up on this. I'm going to click this real quick. Um, if I remember correctly, I think the score was 28 to 3. Yeah, yeah I tw- think 28 3 Baltimore. I mean, what do you uh, expect? John Watson. I didn't know. Deshaun yeah, Watson. me neither. I didn't even hear like any fucking cracking. I didn't hear any news. I mean, we were doing a show Thursday. No, 
there was there was nothing. And no, I there was that, nothing until like like 15 minutes before the game. I didn't know that David Njoku wanted to burn his face off. Yeah, what the fuck happened with that too? I saw tell that me. as well. You tell me. And then uh, unfortunately through the game, I, I I think Miles Garrett got a foot injury in that game, so that's a tough one there. There was another guy too that got injured. Uh, but yeah, it's it's you got Deshaun Watson on battling injury, as you just said. Njoku's got that injury. Miles Garrett's got that injury. Um, the quarterback that looked like he was probably the best quarterback in the preseason for the rookies coming up, uh, Dorian Thompson, or the fuck this guy's name is, he looked horrific. Obviously, the first NFL game of your career, you don't really want to go against a defense like the Baltimore Ravens, but sometimes you get thrown in those situations, and uh, I think we can both agree, Robbie, he did not look too good. No, every time I turn in red zone, it was something bad. going. Yeah, interception. Way. I'm like, holy fucking Christ. Yeah. Um. I think the Browns made the right decision here. And you know why I told you they made the right decision? Go with this kid. Look at Joe Burrow right now. Yeah. Joe Burrow is banged up doing everything he could with the Bengals. You don't want that with your quarterback. No, you know what? And I, I obviously it's still early on in the season. Just, you know, get the guy healthy, right? I'm not even when Chubb went down, I think my, my playoff aspirations sort of went down a little bit. Yeah. They kind of plummeted a little bit, but I'll tell you what, I had the Patriots winning eight to nine games this year, and I'm going to go to five and six, five or six. I'll tell you what, I hope they win three games this year. Caleb Williams, please. <laughs> yeah, get down player. in there. Well, right now, the Bears, Sanders. right now, the Bears hold number one and number two in this draft. So I know, isn't that insane, bro? The, um, you know what? I, I don't really have much to say about the Browns game. The defense didn't look that good. Um, Lamar Jackson running the ball like he does usual. I didn't really watch too much of it, but I don't think he was too crazy with, with the throws. It was more so uh, the rushing game for him. But then again, Baltimore is looking probably, actually, no, Baltimore is definitely looking like the best team uh, in that division so far with how shit the Bengals look and how shit the Steelers look and how shit the Browns look last game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we can, uh, you know what, might as well just get right into it. The uh, What were you referencing before? What game was it? Bengals. Yeah, Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow. <laughs> I mean, Tennessee Titans, 27-3. to Like, you get steamrolled that much by Tennessee. They, I think they have one offensive touchdown this season. Am I wrong about that? You might not be wrong. You might actually be right. And we're going into week five. I mean, I almost feel bad for the guy. Like, you pay the guy the biggest contract in NFL history and all the pressures on him in the world. He's clearly injured. He's clearly injured, and the offensive line is one of the worst in football. So right it's, it's, at some point, I mean, if they, if they keep losing games like this, do you might as well just sit them down. You have to. You like, have to. The one, now, the one and three. About, I'm open. I'm always fucking open. That's that's concerning. Like all that is very good. Joe Mixon See, has been absolutely terrible. There's I don't know. For them in offense. I don't know if that's if that's necessary to concern with Jamar. I think that's just a fire of the moment. Like he's fucking fired up. But that's a game, obviously that. I'm going to assume majority of the people had them winning. So he's probably all pissed off. They lose another game, but not even lose. They get blown out again by like a pretty weak football team. By a football team that is completely lost in what they're trying to do with the football team that lost a lot of good players due to retirement or free agent signings. Not, not a good, but uh, yeah, the Bengals, I don't know. I I think uh, I'm, I might be ready to write them off this year. I'm not ready to yet because they had the same start last year in September. I'm ready to write the Patriots off because I know I said how many times that, you know, in September they find their way back. There's no way they find their way back. They got a tough. Yeah, they're they're done this year, I think. But I'm not ready to count out the Bengals yet. I'm not. Well, we'll have to wait and see what happens with them. 
we'll have to wait and see what happens with him. Cats end up one and seven, one and eight. Do you give Malik Cunningham a call up and try him out a game or two? Ploof, I think we know Belichick better than everybody. There's no chance. And the only reason that Belichick is still coaching is because he wants to pass the all-time win record against Don Shula after Don Shula talked all this shit about the plate gate and um, spy gate. So he's going to go what he thinks is the best option. Yeah, and even what Bob's saying right there, you can't really necessarily blame it on Mixon because that that line is just, it is absolutely atrocious. Offensive line has been good for run blocking, not pass blocking, ironically. It's weird. Those weird statistics as it pertains to rushing and pass blocking always baffles me. They have a better rushing, blocking, lifting. Don't you think he wanted it the other way around? Yeah, you think he probably wants more pass protection. I mean, if there's a team that should be running time? If there's a team that should be running three tight end formations or two tight end formations, it's the Bengals. Yeah. Patriots. Um, we had a couple overtime games here. We'll get into one right now. That uh, was almost a very epic comeback by Anthony Richardson and the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, they end up falling short to the Los Angeles Rams by a final score of 29 to 23 by the first career touchdown from Puka Nakua in overtime. That kid is ridiculous. A fifth round pick. Fifth round pick, and he is just lighting this league up. Yeah, but unfortunately, once Cooper Cup comes back, we won't be hearing much of Nakua. I don't know. Maybe not. I mean, maybe when Cup comes back, that the, now Puka is going to be going against the shittier, the shittier uh, defensive ends and the cornerbacks and all that shit. Sure, but I mean, Cooper Cup is. Yeah, obviously Cooper Cup's going to be the number one guy, but I, I still think Nakua would be a. He's going to be a valuable asset still. I think. I mean, you heard what I said. Once Cooper Cup comes back, I I would consider trading for draft capital since you lost it on all the trades that you've made. Yeah, I'm gonna have to drop uh, Atwell too when fucking Cooper Cup comes back, because he's not gonna do shit. He's already not doing shit anyways. But uh, Anthony Richardson makes his return. He looked pretty goddamn good. Uh, terrible in the first half. Second half looked like he was the legitimate quarterback. Um, they were down. Was it twenty? Was it twenty three to three at one point? Who the uh, Colts? Yeah. Yeah. So good on them for making the comeback. They fell fall a little bit short, but. Exciting Matt game for that whole drive with a fractured ankle. That dude's gonna be playing the rest of the year with a fractured ankle until he can no more. He is. Uh, I want to say I think he's the toughest quarterback in the league. The toughest son of a bitch in NFL like, history. It, it is. It's retarded with this guy. You remember that one play when he was a rookie on the Lions? That video when he gets fucking clobbered. Uh, I was at like the ten or fifteen yard line. He's on the ground. You can hear him fucking like. It basically sounds like he's crying. Yeah, he got hit hard. Yeah, they pick him up. He goes off. He's like, I can throw the ball if I need to. And then the guy throws the ball and dislocates his shoulder right after. Just a man. Absolute man. Um, And then the other overtime game this Sunday, which I think was a game that really no one saw being this close. And man, were we ever just fucking seconds away. Actually, honestly, a few horrific, horrific missed calls away from a massive upset here. Uh, But the Philadelphia Eagles end up holding off the late slate, the late onslaught from the Washington Commanders and been by a win by a score of thirty four to thirty one in overtime. What do you think about this, Robbie? I need to I need to hear your opinion on some of these uh terrible. Well, I didn't get to really see the officiating, unfortunately. I was like, dude, like I'm telling you, like the only game I really focused on Sunday was uh was the Patriots and the Cowboys. Like I was out of it, dude. I was I felt worse yesterday than I did today. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, actually, I'm thinking of uh, they might be thinking of the Chiefs and Jets game with the with the horrible. Yeah, you're thinking of that. yeah my you're apologies. Thinking of my apologies. Um, but I did tell you on Thursday. I said there was something in me that almost wanted to take the Commanders because 
they always give the Eagles a run. I mean, that's how they lost last year, the Eagles. Monday Night Football against the Commanders yep. at the home stadium. You know, there was part of me that almost wanted to go ahead and pull the trigger, but it's too scared to do that for the picks and as well as taking them plus eight and a half. But I'll tell you what, Commanders can sneakily contend for a wild card slot. Now, they can I pretty good? Can I ask you this? I know it would be a super ballsy call, but you get that touchdown with zero seconds left on the clock, and you have a chance now to kick a field goal to tie it, or a point after, sorry, to tie it, or go for two for the win. I'm going for two. I think I'm going for two. That's why I was sitting there the whole time going, Against, against man. a team like that caliber. I'm exactly. Going. You have the chance right there to smother them and put them out. If you got to go for it. If it, like, you got to be honest as a head coach with yourself. If it's exactly. like, like, if I, like, in my basketball league, if I could hold the ball with 1.5 seconds left and just like say, all right, let's get this toward, like, I'm talking high school, I'm not talking NBA. Yeah. You know, the right coach. All right, let's hold this ball. Let's just try to be him in overtime. No, 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 no. If the team's better than me, I don't care if you hoist a terrible shot that just hits the rim. I'll, I'll live and die by it. I'll live and die by it. Yeah. So you got to go for it. Or like in that, yeah, exactly. I, I was, I, I was kind of surprised they went for the kick. I guess you go for the safe play, whatever. But I don't know if I, if I was Ron Rivera, is that, that's... Touchdown. you got all the moment, you got all the momentum while the defense is all staggering. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, Terry Terry was making some hell of catches. Scary Terry was yeah. so off, Mister Terry McLaurin. Washington but, does look pretty good this. I mean, but besides that Buffalo Bills game, they have looked like a legitimate football team this year. So let's say, let's say the Commanders do fail out this year and they don't make the playoffs. I think to me, it's immediate that you fire Ron Rivera and you promote Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, the offensive right. coordinator for the Chiefs. That's now the offensive coordinator for the Redskins. Commanders. Redskins. They should be the Redskins. Well, you saw there's a big petition about bringing that name back. Yeah, yeah. And it, by one of the tribes, too, that they want the name back. If you think yeah. I'm a racist because I said Redskins, cry me a river. Redskin, 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 Redskin. Hail to the Redskins. Redskins, Redskins. Okay, well, you know, I, I don't know if we had to go that far with it, but he went there, and anywho, uh, he went there. Uh, Minnesota Vikings finally get their first win of the season, defeating the Carolina Panthers by a pretty close game, 21-13. to 13. Kirk Cousins started off looking very actually, you know, just the whole game. Yeah. Terrible start. Didn't really look that good out there, but they were able to muster a win against a very weak Carolina team. Win at some point, right? (laughs) Thankfully, too, because that was my survival pick. So we are still alive going into week five. That would have been awesome, too, if if the Eagles lost that one, because that would have fucking booted a fair amount of teams out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Baker Mayfield, actually, we're talking about. Do you have anything you want to say about the Minnesota Carolina game? I I didn't watch any of it to be honest with you. I mean, Kirk Cousins with that pick six, yeah. I thought, oh boy, here we go, here we go. Yeah. And miraculously, they they found a way to win. But I'll tell you what, this Vikings team, I don't think is going to make playoffs. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, could you name one? Def- I can name one. Could you name a defensive player on the Minnesota Vikings? Honest to God, I don't think I could. I got Harrison Smith, and that's it. That's it. Their lack of defense and not for nothing. I think they're going to feel it. Not having Adam Thielen there, not having Dalvin Cook there. Like not for nothing. I don't think Dalvin Cook is done. Like I understand what it's looking like with the Jets, but God forbid, there's no Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you got to step up now. That was the worst team he could have chose. He should have chose the Dolphins or the, or um, I think the Patriots or the Chiefs were intrigued by them too. Those three are better options than the Jets because you're going to be behind Brees Hall. Yeah, yeah, you were very right about that. I just think that. 
at some point they're going to have to wake up and some other rows be like, you know what? Like we're not catching up to this Lions team. The Giants, like let's think of some NFC teams that um, compete for a wild card spot. So you got the Cowboys, obviously. Fuck the Cowboys yeah. stuff. Um, the Rams, the yeah. Rams could compete for a spot. The Packers, Great. as bad as Jordan Love has looked, the, the Buccaneers, the way they've been playing Bucks, right now, could be competing. Yeah, the Bucks and the Saints. Um, the I think I said the Giants, but if I didn't, then the Commanders as well. Like, there's a good amount of teams that compete for this wild card spot, and the Vikings are trailing down. Well, the Buccaneers, the Saints. I mean, up. obviously, I know the record might not show up, but even teams like Houston's getting better. I mean, they're well, not going to be a wild card team, but they're AFC, not NFC. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you're sorry. Yep, yep. My apologies. Stupid. Okay, you know it's been a long weekend. I'm sure it has. I'm it's sure been a long weekend. But uh, Panthers, Bryce Young might not have been answered. There might have been Anthony Richardson and C.J. Stroud could be the only two guys that uh really pan out for them. Well, we ought to, I mean, it's, it's a little bit too early to say that. Look at Peyton Manning's first fucking season in the NFL. Yeah, I, I know. Oh, God damn it. What happened yeah. there, Robert? Aaron Boone's going to be the Yankees manager next year. Oh, breaking news. He's there. I mean, Cashman's going to be there, which means the stupid analytics department's going to be there. I hate baseball. Yeah, it's going to be another Yankee season like this one next year. I love it. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Baker Mayfield, 26, New Orleans Saints. Was it James Winston playing this game for him? I think it was Derek Carr. Was it Derek Carr? It was. I think well, Derek Carr's got a sack too, bro. He ain't gonna, it ain't gonna be easy to make him sit a game as well. Well, whoever the hell played for them did not do fuck all because they had nine points. 26-9, Tampa Bay Buccaneers in New Orleans. Statement victory. Statement victory for this Bucs team. Well, Baker Mayfield has looked like the number one pick. I told you. Baker Mayfield, dude, look at these numbers. 25 for 32, 246 yeah. yards, three touchdowns. For the Saints, Derek Carr, 23 of 37 for 127 yards, Oof. no touchdowns, no interceptions. Yeah, Baker he, has looked, he's looked fantastic. He also, he also did this the second as um, uh, Mike Evans had to go down with the hamstring injury. Did you see the defense that uh, Marshawn Lattimore is playing on him? No, I did not, to be honest with you. He's, like, tackling him, bro. Like, he can't even get his route going because he's getting tackled. I'm not surprised I'd hurt his hamstring because of that. Well, hopefully he can come back because uh, they have looked pretty magical together, Baker and uh, Mr. Evans. Sure. Ugh, fucking dying. Don't worry, Robbie. We're going, buddy. We're going. Houston Texans, 30. The Pittsburgh fucking Schmielers, 6. That was a shock, and <laughs> it got hurt, I think, in the third quarter, but Derek Stingley Jr., who was their first-round pick last year, C.J. Stroud and Nico Collins look incredible. I mean, what are they at right now? They're at 2-2, two and two, or are they at 3-1? and one? Uh, who, uh, Houston? Yeah. Um, Standings, they are at 2-2. Two and two. Wow. Uh, one game out of the AFC South? My goodness. This team could contend to it. I mean. Yeah, right now in the playoff. They're all look, two and two. In the AFC South. They're, they're all two. They're, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of two and two. So, obviously, you can't really look at that right now. But, yeah, I mean, they, yeah, they are looking, obviously, a lot better than what any other team or any other person on earth fucking expected them to look like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought they were going to be the worst team in football. But C.J. Stroud has had three consecutive games of 300 passing yards. God damn. 
Goddamn. He looks incredible. And he does look fantastic. There's something with the Texans. They are the one team that always figures it out with quarterbacks. Always. Yeah, they, Deshaun looked great when he was ball. there. Matt Schaub. They tried Brock Osweiler. It didn't work. Deshaun Watson worked before he was a pedo. Okay. Not a pedo. It, Davis Mills, we knew, wasn't going to be nothing. But C.J. Stroud has worked out. Uh, he has more than worked out. He has looked fantastic. Be- best rookie quarterback this season by a long shot, in my opinion. As of right now, yes. But, I mean, Richardson gives him a run for his money. And we got to see what's going on with Bryce Young. I, I didn't think Bryce Young was going to be this atrocious. Yeah. It's, well, I mean, I, I mean, I guess it's kind of the same thing for C.J. Stroud. Though C.J. Stroud doesn't have really too many weapons. But Bryce Young really has nobody. Well, I guess he's got Thielen. Yeah, he's got a couple Adam guys Thielen. to Miles Sanders, Chuba Hubbard. That's it. Yeah, it's it's a little bit weak. Chark, I think, but yeah, he doesn't have much. How about uh round pick next year, so yeah. How about um I guess you know what we'll go more to this game before I slap on the other one there. Steelers look horrific. Kenny Pickett has had a terrible sophomore season, just absolutely looks brutal. But I hate the Steelers, so I'm happy to see it. Well, it's looking good for me because I made a, uh, a bet with a coworker that uh, he said they're going to win 11 or 12 games. I said they're not going to make the playoffs. So 11 or 12 games. This guy's out of his mind. I'll buy a Steelers fan, of course. Yeah. Uh, how about this Miami and Buffalo game? That was uh, another sort of surprising one, too. I didn't think Buffalo was going to plow them that bad. No, I didn't think so, Neil. I thought Miami was going to keep up. And uh, uh, the difference came down to defense at the end of the day. Uh, yeah. Buffalo's defense stepped up. I know life. Tre'Davious White left the game probably with an Achilles or ACL injury. Um, I think it's already been confirmed that he tore his Achilles. He's out for the season. That's a detrimental Massive hit. loss. Yep, big, big, big. Let me, big. let me, let me make sure about that before I, uh, before I have to go back. But I do believe I did read that uh, before we were slapping on there. I'm gonna see Tre'Davious y'all. White. Yep, out for the rest of the season with a torn Achilles. I want to see NFL injuries all this year. Man, a lot of season getting injuries are fucking happening, dude. It's like every single week we're losing a couple of guys. Kyler Murray. Goddamn war out there. Oh, Phil Nevin has been let go as the Angels manager. Not surprised. Stefan Diggs had a fucking incredible touchdown in this game, too. I don't know if you saw that He's one little. Well, a great touchdown, but also. Like, what kind of defense is that? How do you not tackle him there? I know. That's insane. That's just showing that he's a dog. and He's in a man's world with a bunch of He ain't going to give up. That's for sure. Oh, he looked like those mascots versus the little peewee football players right there. Yeah, not uh, not a good game for Miami. Bit of a reality check for him, I think. And uh, I think that was Buffalo just going saying, hey, maybe you guys aren't the team to beat here in this uh, in this division. Maybe it's us. Oh, it's insane, dude, the amount of injuries this year. I'm trying to think of everything off the top of my head. Maybe I'll make a list for Thursday so we have a full understanding of what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with yep. massive, massive loss of star power. Yeah. Yeah. Outside of Aaron Rodgers, please. No no more quarterbacks, please. Yes, please. Thanks. Like, just fucking, you know, how about just know anybody? You know, let's just. Uh, well, that's not possible. You can roll some ankles. Maybe if you're a lineman or something, you can go down. They're not too, like, a. Uh, Entertaining to watch. You know? Jack Conklin went down for you. What do you mean? Yeah, he tore his ACL. Yeah, you should watch your manners. That's now I feel hit. like every other team should lose a lineman, even on the playing field. I don't know, man. I'll write a letter. <laughs> I'll write a letter. 
Chicago uh, Bears, Denver Broncos in what was known as the Caleb Williams Bowl. Denver Broncos 31, Chicago Bears 28. Justin Fields is ass. Okay, like, hold on. Somewhat of a career game, but like that situation. He had a great game. He had a great game. But that mistake is what led to everything. That was one of the worst. You just take the sack there. It's a big loss, yeah. but you take the sack. Well, you know, obviously you still learn a little bit, but I mean, I, th- I thought at least that that was something positive that Bears fans can look at and go, okay, fuck. We're getting well, somewhat of a good game. From a 21 point lead. They were up 28 to seven. What yeah. positive do you get out of that game? Well, here's the thing. If you're a Bears fan, do you really want them winning games or would you rather have first and second overall and get Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr.? I mean, I mean, I guess that's from your perspective. For me, I always want to win. Well, I mean, I think you have to look at the, you got to be realistic. Let's not if forget the like, that had those act. They were talking about this kid being an MVP this year. Yeah, no, I know. I'm aware. And it's, it's clearly. So I think that's why Bears fans are so PO'd because, you know, the stock was really high. Justin Fields was going to be an MVP. They brought in DJ Moore to help stagger the offense with Cole Komet and, and uh, Claypool, who's basically, they basically said they'll, they want to fit their six round pick. If not, they're going to get rid of him. Yeah, Claypool, I think his, his time is getting to the end of. Uh... He had the one good year with the Steelers, and then after that, it's just been just progressively downhill from there. But I'll tell you what, I honestly, could you blame Claypool at this point? I think the Chicago Bears are not for nothing, dude. We talked about it. The only quarterback that they've ever had any like recent success with is Jay Cutler. They can't figure out quarterback. I don't know why they keep trying to draft quarterbacks. Mitch Trubisky hasn't worked out. Justin Fields isn't going to work out. Why bother? Why well, bother? They got to get one that somehow. Organization, that organization has always been based off of defense. If I were them, you go out and you get these veteran quarterbacks like a Kirk Cousins along those lines, and you try to roll the ball like that. They can't. They can't develop quarterback. They've never been able to develop a quarterback. I don't know. Maybe you get someone like Caleb like Williams. That. You don't need that much development on him. Maybe he's just already a surefire thing. Sure, because we've seen Caleb Williams do some very questionable things in college thus far. Yeah, he's had his moments. You know, he's had his moments. But yeah, it I, is I, a. I don't, uh, as Bob, Williams, I don't think Caleb Williams is going to be all that in, in the NFL. I don't know. It's tough to tell, but from what they're, it could be like a Trevor Lawrence situation. Obviously, we haven't really seen too much of Trevor Lawrence this year, but I still, it's, it's someone that's getting so much hype. It's obviously so much pressure on him. It's tough to live up to those expectations, but I still think this kid's going to be a star. I don't think so. But yeah, Chicago Bears lose another one, and they are now, I believe, two or three weeks away from not winning a game in an entire calendar year. You're getting there. Okay, Detroit Lions, Green Bay Packers, 34 for Detroit, 20 for the Packers. I think we both saw this one coming. Yeah, I, I told you I was going to, if I was a betting man, I'd hammer the two and a half on the Lions. All yeah. Day. And we all should oh, listen to terrible. Robbie because Packers do not look good. Jordan Love does not look good. And the Detroit Lions, they are good. No, they're not good. They're great. And, they great. and who the hell are they getting back next week? Jameson Williams? Yes, yes. Well, I, I believe he's still dealing with an injury, if I'm not mistaken, so I don't know when his return is going to be because I think he's still nursing a hamstring injury. Well, when he comes back... Suspension has a, been lifted, and that's a big that's a big return right there. It's a scary offense. Hell yeah. I mean, our our, our biggest worry with, with the Lions... Excuse me. With the Lions... Hence of this year was the defense. The offense we knew was perfect. And not for nothing. These post game speeches by Dan Campbell makes me run run through a wall. That guy 
motivates me. Like, I got to start listening to this guy every day before I go to work. He could probably motivate me to get through my eight-hour shift. That guy is incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm not that. Uh... Yeah. 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 Now, oh, yeah. you know who, you yeah. know who is playing today for the Seattle Seahawks? No. The return of Jamal Adams today. Oh. And he's he's definitely going to be out there and ready to go. He's going to take he's going to take caution to the wind. He's going to lay some bodies to the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Jesus Christ. Sorry, I just got a message. My fantasy draft tomorrow got changed till 9 p.m. at night. No, stop. Yeah. You should tell him no. Well, it was at 8.30 anyway, so. What are they doing at 9 o'clock for? I don't know. I guess seven works, which actually uh, reminds me. You got you to get all the emails and everybody. I will. I will. And then uh, we'll do our draft on Saturday have, or sometime on the weekend. Now Francis backed out. He's like, oh, I don't know, because if I don't get the number one pick and I'll have Connor McDavid, I'm going to be a mess. So a buddy of yours backed out? He might have. Okay, well, we'll see what happens. Worst case, we have nine or... I mean, I know there's like a well, way you can have like, to do an eight man league then because you can't do a nine man league. I don't think. Well, there's a like nine that I think one of the teams is like a computerized team. We'll figure out. If anything, I'll make Steve just run the team or TJ. Yeah. TJ, run the team. TJ would have fun with it. Get TJ in here. I'll do the best I can. But I'm going to try to convince Francis. But all right, Zachary. We got a couple uh, more games to go over here. Are you, sorry, you, uh, no, I just want to get into the Sunday night game because. Uh, okay, we have one more game to talk about for the Sunday nighter. And that, well, there's actually a couple we got to talk. Well, you know what? Let's uh, just go quickly Cardinal. through Jacksonville and Atlanta in London. Jaguars get their win 23-7. Um, B. John Robinson looked fantastic for the Falcons. And that's what we all have to say for it. You see, and this is where my dad steps in and just like, I I, I will take care of it because I still need to confirm with my friend before you go <laughs> and tell him, hey, Robbie's got a spot for you. No, I don't. Yeah, Bob, tell him there might be a spot. No, that that's the thing. He'll be, hey, there's going to be a spot open uh, if Robbie's friend doesn't want to. Well, let's see. Like, you know what I'm Bob, saying? I know you're, Bob is also in this draft, too. I know it's it's going to be next weekend sometime, folks. I'm thinking about 4 o'clock on Saturday, but we'll uh, we'll fine-tune all the details when I get everyone in the group chat, and we'll uh, see what works best for everybody. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, Jacksonville 23, Atlanta Falcons 7. I, uh, I didn't watch any of that game. Unfortunately, I was playing uh, slow pitch softball with the sickness. Well, in that case, we will move right on then because I didn't watch any of either because I was sleeping because I was hungover. Uh, next week's London game should be a lot better, though. Jacksonville versus Buffalo. At least the, the yeah, London crowd. Back to back, back to back. Yeah. I wonder if that's something they're going to think about because when they renovate the stadium, because that's basically like a thing in progress, like almost solidified. Maybe that's something they look into is either they go play at Daytona Speedway or they play in London. That'd be a lot of traveling for teams, though. And for but, the Jaguars. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. But you know how the NFL is, man. You know what I mean? I mean, these guys are already playing in London. There's yeah. a game in Germany this year. There's probably a game in Mexico City already. Like, at the end of the day, the NFL's a business. They don't care about the safety of their players, clearly. Because if they did, he then all... It. He said it. I did say, and I will stand. Um, <clears throat> another one, uh, San Francisco 49ers, 35. Arizona Cardinals, very gritty team, this Arizona Cardinals. They mustered up 16 against San Fran. 
Uh, the score yeah, doesn't really really good when they get Kyler Murray back. Yeah, yeah. They this this Arizona team might not be uh might not be too shit to be honest with you. Like I, last year, I was really against Cliff Kingsbury because I thought he was absolutely terrible. And the coaching this year with Josh Dobbs, they they bought in. They've done pretty well. Yeah, Josh Dobbs, uh, alopecia nightmare. He looks pretty good out there. Now I'm not gonna lie to he he looks. Uh, I mean, his throwing game obviously isn't that fantastic, but he's doing what he's he's doing what he's kind of reminds me of. He's kind of reminds me of like a Jacoby Brissett last year. Like he's just kind of going out and doing what he's got to do. Yeah, agreed. Now, Robbie, let's get in to this Sunday night game because I know we got some things to say about this officiating and how they just have the Kansas City Chiefs just fucking cradle them back and forth. Yeah, I I, I slept through the game, but I watched the highlights because I saw the backlash on Twitter, and. You know, this is a sport that people have been speculating about a script. Yeah, that's not helping the cause. Bios about Taylor Swift quotes and like 2-0 and with Swifties. That makes it even more suspicious. The hold on Sauce Gardner was not even close to a hold because the receiver ran into him, number one. Yeah. Number two, when Patrick Mahomes had that miraculous run for first down from like third and 23, yeah. one of his linemen was holding Jermaine Johnson. For like six seconds. Yeah. How do you not see that? I I was disgusted when I saw. I, same with you. I I didn't watch. Um, I didn't watch the game live. I saw all the highlights as well, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how does it, it just it just like goes with that narrative too? It's a team like the Chiefs. I hate to tell you, Robbie. It's like when the Patriots were going through their run with Tom Brady. It seems that they the favorable calls go towards those teams. I don't know why this is just all the way it works out, but it it just seems like that's a common pattern I'm seeing here. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know what you're talking about. I never saw the Patriots get a fair call. Well, I saw it a bunch. Okay. Now I'm seeing the same thing. The Tom Brady effect is now the Patrick Mahomes effect. Yeah, I would say the Jets definitely got screwed. Kudos to Zach Wilson. He looked very good. And uh Ronnie Harrison needs to do a better job with being a professional with the media outlet. Like but- I think we both agreed that Zach Wilson is garbage. Yeah. But if you're asking another player and you literally refer to Zach Wilson as garbage, you're trying to bait the guy to say something that he shouldn't say, which is absolutely disgusting. Yeah, and to be honest with you, so yeah, Zach Wilson has looked really rough. He looked fucking good last game. Like, I'm, I don't know this is if he can string a few of these together, then maybe he gets his confidence back. Because I think that's a big problem with him right now. I think he has zero confidence in his game. Zero. But I'll tell you what, Aaron Rodgers being there, I think definitely played a factor. Yeah. Definitely yeah. played a factor. Well, having that veteran presence. But, like, you can't tell me heading into the game that Aaron Rodgers didn't give him some sort of pep talk. Yeah. I think Zach Wilson looked really good that game, and it's a matter of finding it. It's not going to happen right overnight. And as much as we were both saying it's time to get rid of Zach Wilson, they made made it very clear when they signed Trevor Simeon. They're going with him. This is the guy we're going to go with. And it's weird, though, because this is the same guy that you're like, we're going to sit him behind Aaron Rodgers because he doesn't have it, and all of a sudden he has it. So they're contradicting themselves in multiple ways. Um, kudos to Robert Sala, sticking up for his team throughout all the BS from the referees. Major kudos to him. Let's say this Jets team finishes the season 4-13, and 5-12. and 12. I'm Here to tell you right now, there is zero reason that um, Joe Douglas, the general manager, and Robert Sala, the head coach, should be fired. They should be. They should stay. Woody Johnson is responsible for all of this. The owner, 
you wanted to make like let's be honest is this the New York Jets or is this the New York Aaron Rodgers yeah Al no, Lazard, yeah. Randall Cobb they brought in Dalvin Cook they brought his offensive coordinator who we saw as a head coach last year for the Denver Broncos who looked absolutely atrocious boom boom that's the way you want to go this isn't on Robert Sala this isn't on Joe Douglas they probably followed the orders that the owner barked all right yep no I agree with you I agree with you. Not for nothing. If Robert Sala got fired, so many teams should go after him right away. Not as 100%. the coordinator, as the head coach. That guy is a great head coach. It almost reminds me of Todd Bowles. Look at Todd Bowles is doing right now with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's three and one. Yeah, he's turned that team around. Well, early on in the season, but so far they do look like a real deal football team. Yeah, I think the Jets got shot into that one, but uh, that's that's really all I got to say about that. Patrick Mahomes, Taylor Swift. That's all they do. Can we fucking, can we just get like, congratulations, the guy's dating Taylor Swift. Why is it that that's, that's the story of every single fucking thing now I see on Twitter, Taylor Swift, and she's with Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively at the football game. So who gives a fuck? I think, you don't like Taylor Swift, do you? No. Well, that's part, that's part of the reason why I don't see it as a big deal. Oh, drives me crazy. I think everybody likes to try to make a big deal out of something, and I just don't think it's a big deal whatsoever. Well, you know what I want to make a big deal about? I want to make a big deal about the fact that I'm pretty sure we just finished up with our football talk, and we can now discuss some MLB postseason baseball. You don't want to talk about the upsets in college? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that, too. Yeah, we could definitely, you know, let's, let's swing through some college football real quick. I got you right now, because I'll tell you right off the bat, we both basically called it. Number 25, Florida loses to the undefeated Kentucky Wildcats, as yep. I think we both saw. Um, Florida had an incredible win early on in the season against Alabama. Well, it was like, two, no, Texas beat Alabama. Who the fuck did they beat? Who did they shock? Texas? No, because Florida, Texas... LSU that Florida beat. Right, right. So the Florida hype train, for me, I never bought into, and they ended up losing the game. I think it was pretty convincing too. It was, yeah, it was like uh, a twenty pointer. Score thirty three to fourteen. They got Molly whopped. Yeah, Pump. Uh, Colorado fought all the way to the end, and the biggest weakness I think we both knew for Colorado was their defense, and it shows because they put up forty one, but they lost forty one forty eight to USC. And you know what? That that was a good game for Colorado, especially if you're a fan of Colorado, because I mean, obviously that Oregon game that's going to leave a bad taste in your mouth. And there was a lot of questions. That uh, that Colorado team had to answer in that USC game because everyone was going, oh man, if Oregon just did that to these to this team, what the hell is USC going to do to them? And I give Shadur a lot of credit. I give that that Colorado offense a lot of credit. They battled the entire way and they fuck. They made a game out of it. They yeah, made a Colorado. game out of it. I'll tell you but one he, thing right now, though, Robbie. Better game than Caleb Williams, if I'm not mistaken. He did well. Caleb Williams, I think, had more throwing yards, but total yards. Um, but everyone's talking about quarterbacks, Caleb Williams and Shadur Sanders. And I don't even think those are the two best quarterbacks in the nation so far this year. Because that kid on Washington, Penix Jr., yes. Yes. I think has been the best quarterback so far. This, this kid is fucking ridiculous. RG3's been very adamant about him. Yes. I, is Washington a team that can make this college playoff? I think they can fucking make this college playoff. I believe so as well. They I keep mean, battling the way they're battling. Eventually, they're going to take out, I believe, Oregon and USC. So, yeah, those will be the big ones for them. But ironically, next week, maybe. Uh, Washington. I think they got a bye week. 
Yeah, they got a bye week. Bye week. I don't see him listed here. Oh, there oh, we go. Man. Seven. Washington versus Oregon in Washington. Ooh, that's going to be a goddamn doozy. And I'm sure week eight will be week eight. They're facing Arizona State. When do they face USC? It's probably got to be towards the end of the year then. Week 10, Washington and USC. Oh, in USC? Tennessee, oh God. Yeah, in USC. Well, those are those are obviously the games they got to win, but I mean, they can take down both those games. I don't see why they wouldn't be a team that's very well in contention for this college playoff. Um, Texas survive, uh, doesn't survive. They stomp roll Kansas 40 to 14. Michigan kills Nebraska and Nebraska 45 to 7. Auburn came very close, only losing by seven, losing 20 to 27 against Georgia. Uh, Ole Miss shocks the nation as they take down LSU 55 to 49. Big fucking scoring game there. Big, big win there for them. And uh, Fresno State. 27 to 9 against Nevada. Alabama wins against Mississippi State 40 to 17. Tennessee takes down South Carolina 41 to 20. Oh, Notre Dame. They beat Duke in Duke 21 14. And that is the uh, little bit of a college football wrap up there, folks. We got some big games coming up in college football. So and there'll definitely be a very common talking now, point Ohio- to this show. Tell you what, I know we'll break it down more Thursday, but Ohio State versus Maryland. Zach, I may go on an upset watch here. Well, you got Tua's brother over there for Maryland. I don't know. Well, I will not be following you on that train, but we'll have to see. Maybe we'll do a friendly wager. You're a homer. And I'm also a realist. Ohio State's a lot better than Maryland. Sure, but I mean, there are these things called upsets that randomly happen. Yeah, you are right about that. You are right about that. All right. Now, this is going to be so weird because every year they've done the sports game, the Yankees have been in postseason contention, and they are not in postseason contention this year. You are right about that. Um, I have all the series opened up, all the series opened up right here in my laptop here. So let's uh, let's start with the first one I see here, Robbie. Texas Rangers facing off against the Tampa Bay Rays. Sorry, I was going through Snapchat really quick. I apologize. No problem. Tampa Bay versus who? Texas. Texas. Well, I'm so iffy on Tampa because not having Wander Franco, not having Shane McClanahan is going to be so detrimental. It is going to kill them. But at the same time, when you look at Texas' side, they got no Scherzer and no DeGrom. Yeah. I believe Adolius Garcia is playing. Just make sure Adolius Garcia... Oh, Jay's game is an afternoon or tomorrow. Well, it looks like he's going to play. Yeah, Zach, that's the other thing I want to talk to you about. If the Jays go to game three, they play Thursday in the afternoon. All right. I'll just have it on my, uh, I'll, just, I'll have it on the background. All right. That's fair. That's fair. All right. I got two TVs. Um, if you ask me, Texas has had a dynamic offense. The thing that's going to kill Texas is their bullpen. And I think that's going to be their downfall, unfortunately. I think Tampa Bay is going to take them down. I think Tampa Bay's got this one as well, too, because I agree with you. Texas, the, those two starting pitchers being out is massive. 
Um, but Tampa Bay, I mean, it, the fact that that pedophile had to leave the team this year for him, that's a big loss for him. And that's why you don't fornicate 14-year-olds. That's why you got to stay in your own age group and really hunker down, you know? Did you see the... Um, did you see... Uh... Trevor Bauer. Can't say I had no. What did he do? You know, he was never guilty from what he was accused of, right? Yeah. Yes, I know. That's why because been... MLB had a, that's why I said, I think MLB paid off this woman to do all the speculation because he was calling them out for all the sticky stuff that was being used. Everyone's like, Trevor Bauer's a bad guy. I'm like, no, he's like showing like what his company's doing in the wrong. Like he's trying to pro- prove out the flaws, and it's not that he's a yeah yeah he's a little bit of an asshole. But outside of that, like he's trying to show like what they're doing, what they're trying to hide. You well, know what I mean? It, it, I might be wrong on this. So he came up with a video that. No, sorry. You continue with what you're saying. Well, he put out a video, a tweet today, that was about three and a half minutes long, and he showed. Every bit of it got beaten up by him. This that yada yada. Hold on, and you gotta you gotta you gotta do that again because you, you lagged there. I saw. <laughs> uh she was saying that she got beat by him, this, that, yada yada, but I remember him posting a video like a year ago of her like taking a video of him sleeping with snoring with his stupid little little mask thing for his eyes. And I knew from there I was like, wow, they're really trying to scam the hell out of this guy. But yeah, didn't he have like I think he had text message shit that proved that this is what this chick <laughs> wanted. She would she liked to be smacked around when she was getting fucked. Yes, and then it yeah it also shows the text message from her conversations with uh with one of her friends. She's like, yeah, I'm gonna take fifty million from this guy. That yada yada. Fucking whores, dirty cock gobbling whores. I I normally try to shy away when you say things like that, but yeah, you're you're a whore. <laughs> See, there we go. Robbie's finally on my side. All right, Robbie. Toronto Blue Jays, Minnesota Twins. The Minnesota Twins. <laughs> oh, God. Don't worry, bud. We're almost done. We're almost done, Robbie. The Minnesota Twins haven't won a series, I think, since like 2005. It's been a long time, but the last couple of years when they've gone into the playoffs, do you know who they've had to go up against? I can't say I do. The New York Yankees. So Ooh. this year, it's finally different. It's someone from the AL East, but this year it just won't be the New York Yankees. It will be the Toronto Blue Jays. The last 18 playoff games, they've lost every single one. Two oh to Houston. God. Jesus Christ. Two to Houston. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen to the Yankees, and oh three God. to the Yankees. Wow. And Bob do you know they're a minus 115 tomorrow you, Bob. on the Blue Jays? They are a minus 115 to take down the Blue Jays tomorrow. Really? Twins in three. He has the Blue Jays at least winning a game. Sonny Gray versus Kevin Gossman. In Minnesota. I'll tell you what, Zach. The, the jerk in me wants to stick it to you because I will be watching these games. Oh, yeah. I want to say, screw the Blue Jays. But the realist to me is going to say, I think the Blue Jays take down the Twins. I, I think the addition of Alex Reyes 
team's fully healthy outside of uh who's the catcher you lost? Who's the catcher? Jansen. Danny Jansen. Jansen. That definitely takes a hit. I think the Blue Jays win the series. Now, the question I'm going to ask you, if Matt Chapman is the reason that they lose, do you want him back or no? No. Uh, I, 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 well, Chapman with the passion. I would like I would like Matt Chapman back, obviously. He's a great defender. His offense is, is I mean, I guess mediocre is the word I could use. Um, But for, I don't know. I guess by the way, I don't think he's going to come back. To be honest with you, I think his bags are packed already. I also don't like what. What, what would a contract look for someone like him? Fifteen twenty million. That's not like terrible, but yeah, if you can if you can get a number with him, I, I'd like to have him back. But I would like to see some improvement on the offense. The defense is obviously elite. Outside of Vladdy at first base, that fat loser. Okay, well, if Vladdy hasn't looked that good at that defense, yeah. Um, let's maybe we can get some home runs from him. I wanted to get fatter so he can hit the ball farther. Well, yeah, he was better fat than he was like skinnier, but he's still fat. Yeah, he's skinny fat now. Before he was Bob fat. Now he's get me it. fat. Get it, Bob. It is owned your ass, dude. The Alec Manoa curse. Bob, do you do you have a secret crush on Alec Manoa? I gotta ask this question. Yes, he does. I think you want to blow him. <laughs> he might be in Florida. He might be able to uh, accommodate. His, <laughs> Well, Mr. Robbie, let's go talk about some NL. Hey, you didn't you didn't give me your prediction. Oh, I said the uh I, I had the Jays winning in two. A clean sweep. Clean sweeper. All right, what else? Uh to the NL now. We got the NL wild card, Arizona Diamondbacks, Milwaukee Brewers in Milwaukee. Something tells me about this one, Robbie. And maybe it's just because I had a couple of their players on my fantasy football fantasy, fantasy baseball team this year. But I'm going to go with the Diamondbacks in this one. I am too. I'm I just take think the Diamondbacks more dynamic offense outside of Christian Yelich. I mean, there's not much happening with that Brewers starting lineup. I mean, Rowdy Telez kind of stinks. There's no one else that's really come to my mind. Unfortunately, normally I'm good with lineups. Milwaukee Brewers outside of Yelich, I I couldn't give you a name outside of Donaldson and uh, Willie Adams. Yeah, I can oh, pull William it up. Contreras. They got William Contreras. I think he was an all-star this year like he was last year with the Braves, but, you know, Corbin Carroll, Ladorius Gurliel, Christian Walker. They've looked pretty good this year, the Arizona Diamondbacks, and I'm going to take them as well. I'll pull up their uh, stats right now. Okay, so, yeah, they have, uh, you said Adames, right? Yep, Willie Adames. Santana, Contreras, and really after that, and Yelich, obviously, after that, it is a uh, a drop-off. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Diamondbacks. Robbie's going to take the Diamondbacks. And now here's one, Robbie, that I want you to talk about because technically you still technically have a team. I do. In the playoffs. Robbie's National League team is the Miami Marlins, and they'll be going up against Miami Marlins. Yeah, you take over. No, Robbie, you take over on this one. You take over on this one. My Miami Marlins. <laughs> Fucking sorry for the people that use headphones. Holy Christ. What happened? That was that was almost blew my fucking brain out. I don't see anything wrong with what I did there. It was quite loud. That's what she said. My Miami Marlins taking on the team that went all the way to the World Series last year. The Philadelphia Phillies. The bad boys of Philadelphia. Now, did the Marlins finish as a four seed? Am I not mistaken? 
Um, I think they finished Italy, didn't they? I'll tell you right no, now. Nope, nope. They finished as a five. Okay, they there you go. Five. Ultimately, either way, the winner of this series has to go on to take on the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, not not a position you really want to be in, but... One thing I'll tell you about the Braves. Love, love the... Uh, the chop. Love the chop. Some folks call it racist. We call it... I don't ingenuitive. care. Ingenuitive. Yes, ingenuitive is correct. Inspiring. Money Chop on, Atlanta. Chop on. Hi-ya, hi-ya, hi-ya. No, it's not that. Uh, <laughs> I got to get to the chop music. Some people uh, might say racist, but we call it. What do we call it, Zachary? Ingenuitive. Atlanta I don't know if that's a word. It could be. Could be like an urban dictionary type of word. But if you ask me, before I go in this whole thing with the chop, Miami Marlins against the Philadelphia Phillies, the one thing that definitely separates the two teams are the lineups. Philadelphia on paper definitely has a better lineup. JT Real Muto, Trey Turner, who really turned it up after a Philly game of standing ovation and understand that he's going through some flaws. Bryce Harper, Nick Castellanos, they have a decent lineup. And the Marlins with Jazz. Um, they have another De La Cruz on their team. Josh Belson's getting trade over there has looked very good. I think a lot of their victories came off of willpower this year. You know what I mean? I think it was just a lot of yeah. Wasn't pure domination. Sandy Alcantara, the Cy Young winner from last year, looks near not close to the same as what he looked last year. I can't take the Marlins. I think the I think the. Phillies are going to sweep them, but I'm going to root like hell for the Marlins, but I don't think they're going to take them down. Well, Robbie, just because you took the Blue Jays, I am going to take the Philadelphia Phillies as well uh, to take down here by Miami Marlins. Thank I was so going to do something nice right there, but uh, like I said, I'm a realist. Okay. Okay. I can't hear a thing if you're playing music right now. Just dead silence. I can't wait till I get a second monitor. That'd be a beautiful thing. Yeah, that is um just a little bit of a wee hey, slow. Pardon? We're not done with baseball. No, I just that's a little a little playoff preseason playoff uh wild card preview. Yeah. yeah, I guess we'll do more on Thursday. Yeah, when we have some more results, maybe a few eliminations. Potentially. What else? What else do you have for baseball? Come on, dude, take a guess. Like Someone I said, man, one's illustrious career. What? Someone that is retiring. Oh yes, okay. Arguably, two of them. Miguel Cabrera. Miguel Cabrera, the time has come to an end. Wow, I just you know the more that these players leave, the older that you feel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially something you've been watching your entire life. Miguel Cabrera in his prime with the Tigers was a force to be reckoned with. The guy, I believe, has two MVPs. Yep, two MVPs. He has a triple crown. Are you aware how the triple crown works, Zachary? That's when you lead in, uh, was it, home runs, batting average, and hits? And RBIs. Oh, yeah. He did that in 2012 with a 330 batting average. 139 RBIs, 44 home runs, and an OPS of 0.99. Ridiculous. His 
five years with the Marlins. He was incredible. That also gave him a World Series championship. The rest of his career with the Tigers, he played 21 years. He finishes with 511 home runs, with 3,174 hits, with 627 doubles, with a career batting average of 306, and a career OPS of 901. This year and last year were some of the lowest of his home run careers, five and four. But what a legend. Yeah, obviously Miguel the guy's Cabrera old now, man. Is a first belt Hall of Famer. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. I mean, hell of a career for a man. Now the Tigers, they have to fully embrace this new rebuild that they're going to have to take advantage of. But uh, if I were them, I'd do everything I could to try to keep him engaged with the team and the clubhouse. Yeah, give him some sort of a role. Which I'm sure they will if if he wants it, right? Maybe he wants to take some time away from the game now. He's been this has been his life for fucking what? Twenty one thirty years. something. Yeah, MLB twenty one, but just like playing pro ball and playing baseball in general for probably his entire life, actually. So I mean yeah. maybe he wants to take a step back and yeah, forty years essentially. Yeah. And, and, the other one. and the other one. We might call this person Mr. Red. Joey Votto. 17 years with the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, Canadian legend. An MVP winner. Six-time All-Star and a gold lover. And they came very close this year to making the playoffs, but just missed. I mean, this guy was a walking machine, Zach. This guy, 2000, I mean, when it all started in 2011, his walks. 110, the following year. 94, the following year. 135, 2014 got hurt. The following year, 143, 108, 134, 108. That's insane. He he led the league in on-base percentage seven times in his career. Has a career OPS of .920. Uh, he has 356 career home runs, 2,135 hits, a career batting average of .294 with an on-base percentage career of .409. That's insane. If you ask me, great numbers. He's not a first ballot, but there's no doubt in my mind that Joey Votto should be in the Hall of Fame. I think he's rightfully deserved a spot. Let me tell you, son, folks. Okay, I know a lot of preps. You know, a lot of preferences for going into the Hall of Fame is based off of like, you know, everything we talk about: their home runs, hits, and average. With the way the game is now, they're you're gonna have to adapt your votes because it's not all about base hits and it's not all about batting average anymore. It's all based off of those numbers I gave you off there on um, base percentage, yeah. slugging percentage, OPS, and Joey Votto was one of the best in the business and. Let's not ignore that Joey Votto was a top first baseman all baseball in his prime. I mean, I gave you the numbers there. He's an MVP, damn it. Yeah. The guy's a he's bonafide ball player, baby, back in the day. <clears throat> Jesus. But yeah, it just makes you feel older and older. More of these guys. And, and not for nothing, the umpires ejecting him, terrible. Yeah. Terrible, terrible, terrible. For that reason, I really hope that the Reds you say, you know what, come back one more year. Guide these young guys that we're going to continue to call up because they got more of them coming up. I would give him one more year. If he's not the starting first baseman, the starting designated hitter, you're eating all that money. You're eating the, most of that money regardless. To me, yeah. bring back Joey Votto one more year to guide these young guys. It's a good veteran presence to have, that's for sure. Um, Yeah, the Reds barely missed on the playoffs. They're going to get all those young kids back. Outside of Bader, he's done, obviously. But um, if I were them, I think I'd give Joey Votto one more year. Give them a crack, Reds. Give them a crack. Let's see what they do. But uh, Buck Showalter is out as manager for the New York Mets. 
which now means that the Mets are once again, for like the third time under Steve Cohen, going in a different direction. Mm. Um, I was a fan of the hire. I always wanted Yankees to bring in Buck. But unfortunately for Buck, he's going to go down as one of the greatest managers in LB history without a World Series title. It's looking like that. It is definitely looking like that. So it's the end of the Buck Showalter era in New York. They're going to go a different route here. Um, curious to see who they're going to hire. I don't think it's going to be any special big name out there. Like we see, we'll talk about Gabe Kapler getting let go by the Giants as well. I don't think they're bringing in Gabe Kapler. They're going to bring in someone that we're not going to, you know, someone that you're not going to expect. Maybe like a third base coach from another team. Something weird, but yeah. Give it a little bit experimental try. I think I think the time was right to get rid of Buck. You got to start fully new if you're going to, you know, dish off Scherzer, leave to, you know, not bring back the Grom, trade off Verlander the first year that you signed him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Mets have to go in a different direction here. They got to do something. They have to do something to that fucking team. Gabe Kapler is out as the manager for the San Francisco Giants. This came to me as a shock. I mean, the Giants definitely surprised a lot of people this year, contending for the wild card for as long as they could. They didn't have a great roster on paper. The second they lost Carlos Correa, because they didn't elect to go, excuse me, through with the physical, you know, him failing the physical. Yep. Judge elected to go back to the Yankees. There was nothing less for them to do. The only thing they can hope for now is to bring in Shohei Otani. So maybe they're trying to lure that as a thing, like, hey, whoever you want will bring in. If you come here, I don't know what the Giants are going to do. Best things they got out of free agency last year was Mitch Haniger. Yeah, Mitch Hanniga. <laughs> you made me spew up bookers. Excuse me. <laughs> That's disgusting. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of guys losing their jobs. Um, and as Robbie mentioned before, there will be no changes to any coaching staffs in the New York Yankees organization. Which Robbie was, I don't think he's too happy with that. But oh, oh he's no, I'm coming. not. There uh, he is. I'm- it wasn't Aaron Boone's fault this year, but it just. Oh, it's lagging. There I am. There you are. Okay. You're still frozen on my screen. There we go. Yeah, you're still frozen on mine too, to be honest with you. And it's not. Oh, there you are. Because he is. I told you someone decided they want to go. I know he did this on time. Can you hear me now, Zach? Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. Gabe Kapler is gone with the Giants. Brandon Crawford might have played his last game for the San Francisco Giants. That's all to be seen. Phil Nevin is out with the Angels. Um, I thought it was a terrible hire to continue to go with by the Angels. I thought it was a stupid decision. And now they're going to lose Otani, and then they're probably going to have to trade off Trout, and it's going to be a whole new Angels team. They're going to be probably worse than the Oakland A's. Oof, um, tough sledding right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's all we got right now with baseball in terms of news. Let me just double check, because I think that is... Every little piece that we touch there. News. Yeah, that's it. Well, in that case, Robbie, oh, we have no, one more thing. One more thing. Oh. One more th- Rest in peace to the greatest knuckleball pitcher of all time, Tim Wakefield. Tim Wakefield was responsible for the game seven ALCS home run given up to the Yankees against Aaron Boone. And after that, played a pivotal part in the rebirth of the 2004 uh, championship for the Red Sox. Uh, career 200 wins, and we haven't seen someone master the knuckleball nearly as good as he did. Uh, this guy literally threw a fastball. I think his peak in his career was like 83 miles an hour, but that knuckleball, you had no idea where that thing was going. Um, not going to go down one of the all-time greatest pitchers, but it's going to go down as one of the greatest human beings in the sport of baseball. And 
Red Sox fans are definitely going through it. Uh, the announcement was made by Kurt Schilling on his podcast, which I th- I'll get into in a second. A couple days before his tragic death at the age of 56. Damn. And if you want to see the uh, everything you need to know about Tim Wakefield, just look up Jason Veritek, Tim Wakefield um, interview. Um, is Yeah, it's insane. Uh, Kurt Schilling literally sent his podcast. I don't even know if I'm supposed to be doing this, but I believe in the power of good faith and praying with the Lord that this is the right thing to do. My thing is, Zach, if someone really close to me was on their deathbed and we knew what was going on and all I said was, please respect my well wishes. by," And I'm not saying that this is the case. Yeah. Please respect the well wishes and allow us as the family to, you know, announce what's going on. And you went out of your way to do what he did. Then I would be very, very upset with you. Yeah, not a very nice, uh, not a very nice look for Mr. No, Kurt Schilling on that one. Used to make himself look like an asshole for years, and this thing right here, this thing that we're talking into, somebody needs to yank it out of him. The last thing that guy needs is a microphone. Everything he ever spews out of his mouth is just plain garbage. Fucking gabagoo. Fuck you, Kurt Schilling. Kurt Schilling, you fucking pussy. Queer another way to put it uh here we go we got trevor here robbie it's time what's the time for trev what is the time for is it time for some basketball i think we have to talk about yet another steamroll of an nba trade unbelievable boston celtics i guess they saw these moves milwaukee was making and said well Oh, he wants to know before we get into this, he wants to know where are you at with or where are you at with Bill Belichick is what he's asking you. Uh the Patriots normally start off shitty in September. I'm Trevor, you missed it earlier. He has um already announced that the New England Patriots season is in fact over. Yes. Yes, it's dead. Yep. Week four. And into week five. Yeah, they're dead. But uh Bill. Uh Legacy is definitely going to take a hit. Legacy is definitely going to take a hit. I mean, not much. Not much, because not for nothing. Here's the other thing that I want to say about Bill. A lot of the great Patriot players you think in their history, Tom Brady, six-round pick, Devin McCourty, near sixth, seventh-round pick, Vince Wilfork, not thought of to be a good player, just too fat. Edelman was a quarterback that converted to wide receiver. No one wanted to take the chance with Gronk. You know, like he converted a lot of late round picks that, I mean, 31 teams had the chance to draft Tom Brady. They were the only ones who did. 31 teams had a chance to draft Julian Edelman. They're the only ones who did. 31 teams had a chance to draft Devin McCourty. They're the only ones who did. You know what I mean? So, yeah, they, they, their picks of, do work out. It, it's definitely a big, it's the same impact when Tom Brady left. Now Devin McCourty's gone. They're feeling the same impact. I thought maybe eight to nine wins this year seemed reasonable, but at the end of the day, Belichick's not the one out there playing football. Ramondre Stevenson needs to do better. Mac Jones needs to do better. I can't blame defense. Defenses look good, but now you're not going to see me take a lot of Patriots picks when we do our picks on Thursdays. Judon's out for probably the whole season. Christian Gonzalez is going to be out for a significant amount of time. They're already on their fourth and fifth corners. It's uh, it's uh, it's an uphill battle for the Patriots this season. 
But you know, what, Robbie, let's let's get into this. Let's get into this uh, this NBA trade here. I want to, I want your opinion on it for those folks that have been living under a rock. Oh, I will keep Bill until he breaks down Shula's record for everything that he did for twenty years. There's two people that deserve to do whatever they want to do with this organization. That's Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Bill should be allowed to coach until he breaks down Shula's record. I mean, if that wasn't the case, Trevor, then why would the Spurs hold on to Greg Popovich as long as they had? They've been a losing team for the last two or three years. But for everything he did for them in that organization, they're not going to disrespect him and fire him because of how bad they've been. Got to yeah, hold on to him. As bad as they looked against Dallas, though, they looked great against Miami. They looked great against Philly. It may not be all done, but uh, I think Mac Jones is definitely a big problem for you. Sure. I don't believe Mac Jones. I never did. I tried to believe in him, but I never did from the day that we drafted him. You heard it here first. Okay. Uninterrupted now. Enough Patriot talk. Drew Holiday is now a Boston Celtic. What do you think yeah, about this? They gave, they, give up? Up? they gave up Brogdon, Robert Williams, and what was it, two firsts? Or was it a first? And... It's either one or two, but yeah, just for Drew Holiday. Um, if you remember when the Bucks trade for Dame, I said, I don't know because I still might have the Heat or the Celtics better than them. Well, I definitely got the Celtics better than them now. That's an upgrade version of Marcus Smart is what they got there. Yeah, yeah, they got a hell of a player there. I mean, we all know how much of a dog Drew Holiday is. Drew Holiday understands that he doesn't have to be the number one option on a team to win games in a championship. I'm pretty sure he'll be perfectly okay with taking a backseat to Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, maybe even Porzingis. Fuck, I forgot they have Porzingis too. Their starting lineup is Drew Holiday, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, and Kristaps Porzingis. Now, as much as a hit they're going to take not having Robert Williams in his defensive presence, same thing with Porzingis. Unfortunately, they're both injury-prone, but the one thing this does is it spreads out the floor. Yep. And I think that we're going to look back at this, everything that's happened this offseason, and say, not like, damn, look what the Bucks got. Not, damn, look what the Celtics got. We're going to look back at this offseason and say, damn, look at what the Blazers got, bro. Yeah, they. I was just going to say the return they got for Damian Lillard and Yusuf Nurkic, essentially, if we're going to throw all these trades in together, is is astronomical. You ready for this? Yeah. The full return. DeAndre Ayton, Robert Williams, Malcolm Brogdon, who they might end up trading eventually. Tumani Kamara, 2029 picks of the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics unprotected. 2024 first round pick, uh, being a Golden State. So they got a first pick of Golden States for this upcoming NBA draft. Yep. 2028 and 30 swap picks with the Milwaukee Bucks unprotected. That's a haul. And I mean, and and they still got got like good players to come back. Like they got Jeremy Grant. Like I mean, they got the Jeremy Grant. Might not be a terrible team. Scoot Henderson. They're looking very, very good. They're going to be a team that competes for like the 10 through 7 seating. Yeah. They're going to compete. Yeah, and in a few years after all these draft picks, where I mean, now they have actually more assets to trade away too, even if they want to bring in a few more guys. Now, if they don't compete, they need to fire Chauncey Billups to find the right head coach. Chauncey's on the hot seat. Essentially, but uh, it's a great trade for both parties there. Um. James Harden didn't show up to uh, media day today. 
Yeah, you know, it's. I don't know what to expect with James Harden anymore. Like, I don't either. Like, seems like he might be the problem, to be honest with you. Oh, shit. <laughs> that big fat loser. Big fat. Well, he's actually skinny right now, so. But he's definitely a loser. What else you got for basketball talk? I, I did not make any basketball notes, to be honest with you. I knew it was they had the Drew Holiday trade, but that was. Uh... I saw a picture of Joe Harris in a Pistons uniform. He looks atrocious. Doesn't look right. It's actually kind of depressing. Um, in terms of the NBA, I mean, right now it's all media. Um, preseason basketball, I think, is going to be starting up very soon. So I got to re up the uh, fantasy basketball league. Trevor's asking if Pat Riley has lost his fastball with the free agents. Um, yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, a lot of these players. Nowadays, want to do it their way. They don't want to do it the coach's way or, you know, the executive's way. I think so. Um, I think Pat Riley is like the dictator in Spolster's like the, you know, the he's like the good cop to the bad cop. But I don't blame him for going all in on Dame. I don't blame him one bit. I mean, the one thing that is going to hurt them, I think, is not Max Struess. I think Gabe Vincent's going to hurt him, not having him in the lineup because now you got to put Lowry back in the starting rotation. Yeah, Big Booty Judy is not the player he once used to be. No, they are. But they are that one, like, go bucket getter away from being a championship team because Jimmy Butler can get, well, let, let me be honest. If Jimmy Butler didn't hurt his ankle against the Knicks, I think they compete better with the Nuggets than losing five. Before we before you continue, can we just talk about Jimmy Butler, what he wore uh, to media day? He did the same thing last year too, with like the long dreads. But yeah, that <laughs> he's a weird guy. He's a <laughs> he's a weird fella. If you don't know what I'm talking about, he showed up with, I guess, with emo hair. Was that like what we're gonna call it? Punk rock hair. Yeah, emo hair is good. Yeah. And continue Very, what you were saying. Sorry. Yeah, Jimmy Butler's a weird guy. Yeah. I don't know what the Heat have off the bench outside of uh, Duncan Robinson. Cat Williams wants his hair back. You're right about that. Yeah, hair. fucking that's actually perfect. Huh. Um, I don't know how you're feeling with your Toronto Raptors, but I'm actually excited this year for the Nets. I'm going to go out here on a limb and say there's no reason that the Nets can't finish as a four seed this year in the Eastern Conference. Damn. And the reason why I'm telling you this they went out and they got a lot of defensive guys. They got a bucket getter off the bench in Lonnie Walker. I know Isaiah's going to love to hear that, but I'm sorry. I think Lonnie Walker is going to play a big part. Their starting lineup is going to look of the likes of Ben Simmons, Spencer Dinwiddie, Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, and Nick Claxton. This rookie that they drafted out of Duke, same thing with Karis LeVert. Projected lottery pick, but they dropped because of their injury. Karis LeVert's a pretty solid piece in the NBA. Wouldn't you say Karis LeVert's also a person who dropped 50 points? Yeah, yeah, he is uh, definitely a bona fide baller. <laughs> so, if the reports of what everybody's saying about Ben Simmons are true, that he's back to his explosive form, because last year when he was running the fast break, I agree with what I saw. He looked almost scared to go at the rim. I told you, Zach, Ben Simmons doesn't need to shoot the three. If Ben Simmons can shoot a free throw at 70%, that's what you need out of him. That's a guy who can average 15 points, seven rebounds, and probably eight to nine assists. He is a stud. He could guard one through five, 
But if he wasn't fully healthy last year and you're fully healthy now, this year, there's no more excuses. Yeah. There's no more mental this. There's no more back this. This is it, Ben. You got to figure it out this year. Figure it out or you're fucking out of here, Ben. Um, but yes, you mentioned the Raptors real quick. There was someone I would like to say about the Raptors. I don't know if you saw it. Um, but Masai Ujiri came out, and uh, I guess he was getting asked why he didn't offer Pascal Siakam a contract extension yet. And pretty much, um, without quoting him directly word for word, he pretty much said that he doesn't feel like anybody played well enough to deserve a contract extension last year. So he wants to see more out of them before he starts talking numbers. Can I just tell you that I think your guy's a little bit overrated? Besides, he, I mean, back in the day, he was making some good moves. He hasn't really done much for us lately, but... Right, exactly. Like, the Kawhi Leonard thing was the only thing that this guy did that was good. Yeah, and it also won us a championship. I understand that. But, like, what have you done since? As I just fucking said, he Understand. hasn't done much last few years. I mean, Siakam was supposed to be a guy that took over for Kawhi Leonard. Hasn't worked out whatsoever. No, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm starting to think that maybe we're seeing the uh, the final ball days of Pascal Siakam in a Raptors uniform. He's a Robin. He's not a Superman or a no, Batman. Yeah. He's, a Robin. he's a great second, great third, but he's not the leader. Oh, he's like Julius Randle. Yeah, exactly. But I am excited for NBA and college basketball coming up. I think UConn's definitely the part of the reason why, but I'm going to try to pay more attention to uh, college basketball. You know what I want to do, Zach? There's this thing they do on Wednesdays on the radio show I listen to. I'm going to test my knowledge very, very well. Okay. I want you to come up with like five basketball or football players that play in the NFL now and what college they went to. Okay. Like, you'll, you'll be like Tom Brady. I'll say Michigan. I'm right. Then the next person, Pete Manning, Tennessee. I'm right. You know what I'm saying? All right. Well, I'm going to start you off uh, with a hard one. Oh, you're going to do this right now. Oh, you want to do this Thursday? Okay, we can do this right now. I'm fucking ready. I'm just thinking a name, so these might be tough. Um, Jordan Poyer. Damn. <laughs> you actually know where he went to college? Oregon. Oregon State. Ooh. Oh, yeah. See? See, you fucked yeah. up. Okay, let me get uh let me get uh someone that's a little bit more well known here. I'll do a basketball player. You know what you already mentioned? How about Julius Randle? Julius Randle. Kentucky. Julius Randle went to Kentucky. 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 Yes. Who else? Who else? Who else? There's Jason. a five pack here, so you already need two. Jason Tatum, Duke. That was an easy one. I should have fucking made that a little bit harder. Um, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Yantas on to to throw you for a loop. Greece. Um, how about Mister? Let me make sure he played in the NCAA before I say something. Uh, Joel Embiid. Kansas. He was at Kansas. All right. Now Trevor, we're do- I don't know where Nick Foles went. I don't know where Nick Foles went. I'm sorry. Mike Evans. Texas A&M. I went four Texas for five. A&M. That's bad. pretty good. You went four for five. That's pretty good. Not bad. That was pretty good. I'd say. We'll do that again on Thursday, but I'll think of some better, uh, some more difficult names for you. That's fair. I got to start doing some research, too. 
Trevor said Nick Foles went to a basketball school in the Pac-12, if you want to take a guess. Basketball school in the Pac-12. He didn't go to USC. So if we're thinking basketball schools in the Pac-12, USC is one of them. UCLA is another one. Oregon is one of them. Washington is not, I don't think. He went to two schools. One only for one year, though, so we'll go with the second one here. They have recently become a pretty decent basketball team. Uh, and if that's the case, then I almost want to feel like it's UCLA then. It's Arizona. Uh, damn. You know what's crazy? I didn't I didn't know Arizona was part of the Pac-12. I ain't going to lie. Wow. Da, 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 yeah. yeah, Pac-12. Oh, that's a good one. Well done, boys. Well done. Trevor, or uh, Zach, you want to give me one more? Okay. Something okay. off the top of your head? Top of my head. Football player. I'm going to go with Greg Newsom. Oh, shit. I'm going to guess Ohio State. I don't know who the hell Greg Newsom is. He's a cornerback of the Browns. I'm going to guess Ohio State. I don't know. Northwestern. Got that. All right. I'll, I'll test you, motherfucker. How about that? Well, no, I, 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 I would. I'm going to go 0 for 5. No, you're not. You can get this one. Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle went to Alabama. We already talked for that one today. Yeah, we did. I just want to make sure you knew this. Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson? Yeah. How the fuck am I supposed to know where Patrick Peterson went to school? Louisville. Starts with an L. I'll give you one more shot. Starts with an L. Yeah. Abbreviations. I can't even think of another team that starts with an L. SEC school. A what? SEC school. SEC school. I don't, I don't know. LSU. Oh, LSU. Okay. LSU. Thank you, Trevor. <laughs> uh, something fairly easy, I think. You should be able to get Kyrie Irving. Well, I don't know why you would think that. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say Kansas. No, come on. Kentu- you got it. Kentucky. No. Duke. Yes. Okay. That was one of those three. I knew it. No, I don't care. That, that That's a fat L for the... That's a yeah, I L. told you. I was going to go 0 for 5 in this. All right. How about this? Fred Van Vliet. Oh, not a clue. What? What the fuck would I know where Fred Van Vliet went to fucking college? Wichita State. Oh, yeah. That would have guessed that one. Kemba Walker. Kentucky. <laughs> All right. I'm ending this podcast now. Now I feel like an idiot. God, bro. God. All right. We got anything else to talk about? Jason no, you Taylor. fucking cocksucker. You know, be really good at this. Trevor would be really good at this. Well, well you know what? Thursday, Trevor, you got to come back and uh, I'll quiz both you and Robbie on this. And then if you guys want, maybe you can quiz me on NHL players that played college. Maybe I'll be able to get some of those. Ooh, let's see. Connor Bedard. Connor Bedard wasn't a, uh, d- didn't play college, but he played for the Regina Pats. Uh, Steven Stamkos. Steven Stamkos. Ooh, that is a tough one. I think it's Sarnia Sting he played for. Ooh, uh, Let me make sure about that. I don't know. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, you're supposed to do what I was doing and Googling it as you asked the question, you fucking... I don't know a single college outside of Matthew Wood. That's the only person I know. UConn. Stamkos. Jack I want to see if I got Stamkos right. Jack Eichel. Where did Jack Eichel... Oh, he played for the U.S. National uh, Development Program. It's not a freaking college. Well, yeah. It's, uh, neither was uh, Sarnia Sting. Is that where Steven Stamkos played? Playing career. Junior. I know Isaiah's working right now, so we can hear us. Hey, Isaiah, fuck you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why is it not fucking showing me? First overall by the Sarnia Sting. Got that one right, baby. All right. We'll save it all for Thursday. Anything else? Yeah. Oh, Jack Eichel, sorry. He went to Boston College, I believe. Stupid ass. Let me Google that right here to make sure. And then we'll get out of here. Jack Eichel went to playing career. Boston University, not Boston College. Suck. I think that's it for tonight, Mr. Robert. I don't know about you. I think you need to go to sleep. I think I need to go to sleep. I need to die. Well, there we go. I hair blonde. So you guys thought I was going to say something else. And you dye my hair blonde. And I'm turning my echo on. All right, uh, folks. Thanks for sticking around with us. And uh, yeah, thanks for uh, bearing with the dying me and the sleepless Zach. Uh, hopefully Thursday will be feeling a lot better and rejuvenated. And Cowboys fans, you better tune in Thursday because I got something to get off my chest. And I'll tell you what, Zachary, until then, they're going to sit there and wait on it. Why don't you do us a favor and tune us out? That's right, Cowboy fans. Just wait and see what happens to you guys on Thursday. But that's it, folks. It's been another episode of the Sports Cave. And I promise Thursday will be a lot more high energy. But with that, folks, there's only one thing left to say. Stay sexy. A sports cave. <laughs>